I never know how to like start because I mean, you clicked on it. You already know what it is. Um, well, maybe you maybe you know what it is, but maybe you don't know what it is. <laughs> what? It's the Evil Hour Podcast with Coach Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight, here for another episode. The Overthinkers are back. Thank you for letting us grace your eardrums yet again. Uh, I'll get right into what today's topic is. Today, we're talking about privilege and entitlement. Privilege and entitlement. That's a this a, this this one was a tricky one, I'd say. Because whenever you talk about privileges, it automatically annoys people. People hate hearing about how they may be benefiting, especially if they don't even feel like they are benefiting. That's why a lot of white people, and I'd say specifically poor white people, deny that white privilege is a thing because it's like I, I haven't seen it. You mean to tell me I'm the better off one in the situation? But I, I think it just really demonstrates that that you know there's there's so many different types of privilege, and everybody is is privileged in some way, just some people more than others. And we cover all of that in the podcast. We try to cover as many types of privilege as we could. That's why I say it's a little tricky. It's hard to cover all of them. For me, I just think it's way easier for people to just deny that it's even a thing. People deny deny everything. People deny white privilege is a thing. People deny male privilege is a thing. People deny that America was a patriarchy founded on racism. People will deny anything these days. I think just because denial is easier. And it's interesting because denial is actually one of the byproducts of entitlement which we discuss also in the podcast. Another thought I was having that I don't think I put in the podcast was like, it looks like privilege is only created when someone is at a disadvantage, right? For example, you know, the only reason there is male privilege is because women were denied rights. So it becomes then a privilege to be a male. The only reason there is white privilege was because black people were denied rights. Then it becomes a privilege to be white. And it's, and that's so weird to me because it seems like a concept that can keep multiplying because somebody's always going to have something that you don't have that you might see as a benefit or advantage. And they might not see it as a benefit. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. That's why to me, the antidote to all this shit is, is gratitude. And I'm definitely not saying just be appreciative for the things that you have and don't fight for the things that you believe that you're entitled to. I'm not saying that because there is a such thing as constructive entitlement, which we talk about towards the end of the podcast, which I feel like is like the perfect wrap up to this talk on privilege and entitlement. But, you know, gratitude is just the easiest, quickest way to 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 fill that void of lack that you start to feel when, when you feel like you don't have the same privileges as other people. Um, it, it's, it's just good to acknowledge the privilege that you do have because it, at least that's more of a positive emotion than, than lack, you know. Before I get up out of here, you already know what I'm about to say. Beats by Makile. The link to his beat page is in the description. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Send them your favorite episodes. Uh, We're getting a lot of messages. We love it. And that's it. 
That's it. I'm shutting my yap. It's the Evil Eagle Hour podcast with host Cody Manawi, and allow me to begin the program. Oh, you already know it's about to be crazy. Oh, it's another one. It's another one. Another one. Another one. Let's do Is that a good impersonation. The damn thing. You already know what it is. You already know where you're at. You already know what's going on. You already know what time it is. It's Podcast with host Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight. I got your ass this time, boy. Couldn't catch me this time, boy. Little weasel. We about to have a good old time. How you feeling today, Coach Cody Manawi? Doing good. I'm a little hot, but we're good. Okay. A little sweaty. Okay. You said you had some good news the other day. You you called me. You were super excited. Yeah, moving. One dropped in. Oh, you moving? Back to Brooklyn. Moving out the Bronx. Oh, man. You're leaving the Bronx. I'm leaving the Bronx. Oh, damn. I'm going to miss recording in the Bronx. I'm going to miss all the random children screaming and the yeah, people a- being savagely beaten in the streets. I'm going to miss know, it, I'm going to miss the domestic abuse outside of my apartment <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning. The bachata, you know? Yeah, yeah. playing music until 5 o'clock in the morning. and. Oh. Uh, but yeah. on the better... Bigger things. Yeah. On to a more, very much more expensive and nice, nice apartment. Nicer place, yeah. yes. Very, I'm excited. Pain. It has Pain. a gym and it has like a nice rooftop. <laughs> and it has like a guest lounge <laughs> so we can just go in there and just chill. And I'm going to go anywhere else. Privilege. Such I think that's good. I mean, I, I'm really happy for you. And I think... Uh, yeah, I guess you are moving into the the privileged category. Oh yeah, I'm got... definitely in a gentrified area. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm excited, man. I, I I think I'm excited about life. I'm excited about the end of the year coming up. Yes. I'm excited about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how I feel exactly in this moment. So. Uh, ask That's me again awesome. later on in the beginning of the year. You might get a different answer, but right now I hope it's the same. I'm good. Me too. Yeah. Me too, sir. How are you guys doing? Check in with yourself yes. right now. How are you doing as you tuned into the EVU Hour? I hope it was habitually how you tuned in, but if you did it voluntarily, that's even cooler. Yeah, if you just randomly just say, you know what, I'm gonna give these guys a try. Yeah, that's what's up. Let me let's get to the topic at hand. All right, enough lollygagging, enough bullshit at the top. You ready? Got it. Ready. Today's episode is an important one. Okay, we already kind of touched on it a little bit with your new living situation, but this uh, topic, you were, 
I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and tell the people. You were ducking it a little bit. You were a little antsy about this one. I, I, I want to know why first. I, why I was first. I ducking it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell them what it is. Today, we're going to talk about privilege and entitlement. Privilege and entitlement. We're going to talk about both today. Yes, and I will... Well, yeah, why were you ducking it? I don't know. I think because originally our plan for this episode involved somebody else, and I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were, like, were there yet or whatever, and then... When I knew it wasn't somebody else, like I don't know. I just think I was. Topic. Just, I think I was just overthinking. Honestly, it's hard because I do think this topic um, involves a lot of elements and a lot of different layers, and I would like yeah. to touch on all of the layers if we can to start off our conversation on privilege and entitlement. Y'all know it's coming. You already know what's coming. Yeah. I don't even know. Wait, you already have it. I already got it, buddy. Yo, hold on. In my, my notes. Let's get it. The definition. We we start with the definition, and then we, you know, if you're new, we start with the definition, and we break that motherfucker down. Let's get it. So, privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular group or person. Hmm. That is privilege, but it's not to be confused with a right, which is an inherent, irrevocable entitlement... Mm. Held by all citizens or human beings from the moment of birth. Mm, I like that, and we'll we'll get a little deeper into that a little bit later. But I want to start with that definition of privilege. Mm-hmm. You said available only to a particular person or group, so yes. everyone doesn't get these. Everybody doesn't get privileges. Well, I well, but everyone I has them though, right? I won't. Uh, everybody doesn't get the same privileges. Right. I would say, um, but everyone has. Privileges, you would I say. I believe everybody has some privilege if they can find it. Mm. Um, I do think there's like sometimes like these weird reverse privileges um, that can kind of happen. And, um, and if you don't think that you have any privileges, maybe by the end of this podcast, you can maybe realize some of the privileges that you do have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's very few people. Who, I believe there's very few people who have zero privilege. Yeah. I mean, there's people who are definitely have um a lot of things stacked against them and there's people who have a lot of things stacked in their favor but uh for our podcast we're focusing on social privileges so well i had a question for you before we even get into that right before we even get into the different layers of privilege and all the different social privileges that one could have i want to ask you because we were saying a privilege is something that everybody doesn't get but yet everybody has some type of privilege and i want to talk about the one privilege that everyone has or at least everyone listening has and that is the privilege of life mm-hmm. and i want to ask you do you think it is a privilege to be alive um, really think about it do i think it is a privilege to be alive and why i think it is a privilege to be alive now that's because of a psychological experience i had mm-hmm. and i I don't think I died. I may have died. Mm. Maybe I just felt like I died. But from that experience to this day, life has felt like a privilege 
and I'll leave it at that. And maybe right. we'll talk about that okay. experience some other time. So that feeling, so that there wasn't a certain event that made you have an appreciation for life that made you see life as a privilege. For me, for it you. was that it was that event. I mean, right. I was before that you didn't necessarily see it as a privilege. You just seen it as a process that you were a part of. I, f- I felt like for me, it was something I got thrown into. Un- like it wasn't, I didn't decide to <laughs> no be choice. here. I was like, yeah. wait, I'm just no alive. No roadmap, is- nothing. Yeah, just nothing. It was just, I was just thrown in here and all of a sudden I'm aware of myself mm. and I'm just, I guess I just got to keep living. Um, but yeah, for I think from that moment forward, um, it definitely was a life changing moment where I thought I started to believe um, and from a core, not just like on the surface and just like hippy dippy, right? And like, yeah, life's a privilege too. But like, I really felt and embodied um, this feeling of privilege of being alive. Right. What about you? Me personally, I do think it's also. I also think that it's a privilege to be alive. And the reason why I say that is for a reason that we've said on this show before, like somewhere around in the first season. You know, um, we had an episode about death, and in that episode, we talked about the fact that you actually spend more time, quote unquote, dead than alive. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever you mm-hmm. are before now, it doesn't really matter because you weren't. You weren't here. You mm-hmm. were in that endless pool of potential and then you came into being and then you're dead again yeah so i think since this is the shorter period this is the this is the treat this is the special time that you get this is the one this is the experience of more scarcity and i believe that that is a a a privilege Mm -hmm. if you do see life as a privilege then you even see the bad and you see those dips in in reality like the the parts that would be seen as bad things, you even grow to appreciate those because right. you see that as a process, a part of the process right, of life. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, so getting into some of the layers of privilege, since you've set the premise that you do think life itself is a privilege, mm-hmm. what are some of the other layers of privilege, some of the social privileges? Yeah, right? so I want to, st- well, I, you know, our podcast, we're more so focused on like the social and psychological side mm-hmm. of things. So we're just going to focus on social privileges. Now there's like, you know, privileges within the law and all these other things, but social privileges mainly focus on demographics. So as you know, your age can be a privilege, Mm. um, your height, your sex, your gender, religion, um, your body type, all these things, um, Mm. give you different privileges. Now for me and you, we both have privileges of being heterosexual men, Mm -hmm. cisgender men, we should say. Um, we have the privilege of our bodies were more mm. quote unquote accepted or fit um, yeah, for we have our the society. body privilege. Yeah, to, for, for like, you know, for our society. Um, we're tall. You know, we're both like six foot. So that gives us a, a, a privilege there. Yeah. And so like, you know, we're, we are black men. So in the U.S., that's not a privilege. We are, you know, people who aren't privileged are considered... Um, Underprivileged. Now it's kind of rude to call somebody underprivileged, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, unless you are the underprivileged one. It's interesting, but you would say that because you said you know being black is not necessarily a privilege. 
in, in America. United, in America. Right. And that's because of how privilege plays out on a societal level. It has to be, we're affected by different societal norms, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to privilege, as you were talking about with our bodies, like, you know, we're, we're free of any diseases. We don't, we have all five of our senses. We don't have any mental Ill- illness, which we know of. We, <laughs> we might have it. Um, <laughs> and we're quote unquote neurotypical, you know, even mm-hmm. in, even that word, like we're average. Yeah. We're, we fit a lot of social norms. And the problem with privileges, I feel like, is whenever you try to focus on one, the others get brought up. And mm-hmm. that's a part of the problem because it's like you talk about one privilege, then, well, what about this privilege? And it's like, well, I wasn't talking about that privilege. And then there's also this fear of people taking advantage of the privileges mm-hmm. or taking advantage of, of certain people who are underprivileged, as you right, said. Right, right, right. And, and the people who are underprivileged, inevitably become marginalized so Mm. you know marginalized essentially just means you get put on like the margin if you think of a piece of paper the margins are the outsides um and so those are the people who aren't as much included in society Uh, marginalized people end up being treated as like insignificant or not important or they just get excluded from just from society as a whole and you end up being um taken advantage of and because of that you get excluded from society and your access to like resources and opportunities and just like a fair experience um they get denied or or the Mm. the people who are privileged um either consciously or unconsciously make it well yeah they benefit from it or they make it more difficult for the marginalized Mm. people I think it's interesting. And I want to kind of touch on some of those because we did rapid fire uh, through some of them, but some mm-hmm. of them I feel like are are important to kind of touch on. I want to talk a little bit. To of, you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about male privilege because we are males. I think the reason why I want to talk about them, though, is because there is a certain, this whole topic of privilege forces people to look at themselves and forces people to try to recognize what type of privilege they hold and how they might be denying someone else an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And with male privilege, in the, in a lot of people try to um, say male privilege is not a thing. A lot of people try to say lot of, white A lot of men. Not, a lot of men, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, who else? A lot of uh, white people try to say white privilege isn't a thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, to me... If we can identify that there are all these different types of privileges, then why is white privilege not a thing? I mean, I think it's just wanting, not wanting to lose the power. And not wanting to confront yourself. I, I really feel like it's like a lot of times people, it's like maybe some sort of cognitive dissonance that they're using, but they don't want to face that they might be the reason why somebody is being held back and not them directly. It's hard to, so you're telling me just my existence holds somebody back and nobody wants to think that. And maybe it's not that black and white like that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of nuance in it. And, and the, the thing that's difficult is like when you're privileged, um, by you know, and and these privileges, these social privileges, are by no means created by you. And whether you're on the marginalized side or you're on the privileged side, you have no control over yeah. that. So I think 
white people and and men and uh will even include tall people or uh christian people or able-bodied or you know fit people whatever the case right. may be people who grew up in a first world, world country right like they're just as annoyed and pissed off that i guess they may feel attacked or um people are coming at them just as much as people who are marginalized mm. are pissed that the world is in a way where it mm. disadvantages them yeah. and disenfranchises them. And it's like both sides are both experiencing this frustration from dealing with shit that they did not create themselves mm. and has nothing to do with who they are as a person. Yeah. And it, and that's so that's interesting, too, because, you know, Black Americans have had this such a weird kind of experience, and it's not. And and you talk to people from other countries and, and people who migrate here, and they talk about how you know slavery has happened in other countries. Slavery has happened across time. <laughs> we saw that in the, when we you know went went out with America. Yeah, in the skit, people. T- yeah, and people do reference that a lot. Um, and and I do think there is a certain privilege to not being from here and coming here because you get the privilege of not being American and not seeing things in a bubble the way that we see them. You've had the experience of being somewhere other than here. So you have more context for how the world is, I believe. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that there is a privilege in that. But I do think that people who come from other countries do tend to get it confused. And we talked about this, that um, it's black Americans fault while they're not thriving more in this country because they think, well, I came from a completely different country and I built this. Why can't you do it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting because, um, I I don't think it's ever a good idea to tell somebody, um, that they don't experience, uh, marginalization or some type of social exclusion i think i think in most cases um it's it's best to steer clear of that i mean mean, it's a lot of uh conversation that can happen in group like a lot of in-group conversation can happen where um i've even found myself in conversations with um with black people who are saying one side is saying we're not, uh, you know, nothing's holding us back. Like everything is just a mind thing. You know, it's all, it's all in your mind. And if you, and if you really just work hard, you can get to a certain level. And then the mm-hmm. other side is saying like, nah, man, like, you know, you can work hard. And then like at a, at a blink of an eye, like they can just take mm-hmm. everything away from you. And like, and then like, there's so many things like working against you and, uh, and out of your favor that you're not aware of. And like both sides is like, so true. Mm-hmm. Like I was just sitting there just like, I mean, both of you guys are right. Yeah. And there's disenfranchisement, but there's also like there is still I won't say there's still privilege, but being disenfranchised doesn't necessarily make it impossible to to navigate, but it does make it harder. Well, I ask you this though, because you said you shouldn't necessarily tell somebody that they're being that they're not experiencing marginalization, right? Mm-hmm. Should you tell somebody about their privilege? Should you check somebody on their privilege or make them? Uh, realize that they have privilege. You know what I mean? Like that whole check your privilege at the door concept. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in that, that you should be going around telling people, telling white people, you you have white privilege. I don't know if you know it or not, but I'm going to tell you about yourself right now. Do you, do you feel like... I think uh, there there is a, um, a time and a place where it can be more effective than other uh, than others. Like, 
you know, if you're just walking up to like a random white person or like there's somebody who you don't know and you can't have that like intimate conversation with, then it's like it may be hard to like really land your points mm-hmm. and like for it to actually mean something. And I know for some people, like they just need to get it off their chest because they're like angry. And, you know, I don't really blame anybody for that. But I think for, for me personally, I would rather be tactful with that conversation mm-hmm. and have it with white people who are ready to look at that because if if whoever the entitled person is if they're not ready to look at that then like i'm i'm just screaming at a mirror at that point like i'm just screaming yeah. at a wall because they you know they don't want to hear it they don't want to educate themselves or they don't want to um to be open to the idea that like you know there's things that are working in your favor that actually have nothing to do with you, but that actually affect me. Or actually, and they exist. Yeah, and they actually affect people who I care for. So, like, can we admit that they exist? Like, even at the base level, I feel like it's hard, and and, and that's why I keep coming back to white privilege because I feel like this is kind of the craziest example of that we've heard. I've heard many different times, probably because I watch Fox News quite a bit. I don't know why. Don't <laughs> fucking ask me. But I do think that. The this concept that white privilege does not exist has been exaggerated even more in the more recent years. And, you know, the this the the whole Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter debate. It's like when when you somebody says Black Lives Matter and then somebody else says All Lives Matter, they don't realize they're having the same argument. When I exactly. say Black Lives Matter, it's like, yeah, because all lives matter. Yeah. So I'm talking specifically about these lives yeah. for a reason. But that's the thing. It's like they those people who are screaming all lives matter they are not open to understanding mm-hmm. where the that conversation is coming from and so it's just like if you care if you would care to look deeper into it then you would understand like where uh, marginalized people are coming from but if you aren't ready to to check like the own your own privileges if you aren't ready to look at the advantages that society has given you that it, it literally has given you and is by no making of your own then you're not gonna like you know you just aren't ready to have that conversation and i'm not gonna waste my breath on you there's 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 white people who got mad at shit that i posted and they came at me i'm just like look if you're not if you're not willing to like educate yourself then mm. then i'm not having this conversation and if and as soon as i say that some people either like all right well what am i missing like blah 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 and mm-hmm. i'm like all right well now i can have mm. this conversation but there's also people who have responded to me by saying oh who are you to say i'm uneducated and da, 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 and getting like got super defensive and i'm like all right well you actually don't care about my experience you actually aren't looking and seeing that i am you know me and my people are suffering mm-hmm. And if you don't have enough empathy to put your own pride and ego aside, if you don't have enough uh, awareness to say, oh, wait, there's something that is going on here that I actually don't understand and are able to put that to the side and talk to somebody, then why am I wasting my breath? And like, it doesn't do me any justice. I don't like, personally, I don't feel like it does me any justice. I know some people like to just scream at white people because it's fun or because, you know, they're letting letting their, letting their rage out um, because they need some targets or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a whole nother discussion. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. And I'd rather like have a conversation with somebody who's willing to hear perspectives, who's willing to look at information and to actually see that like, I don't hate you. It's just you know shit is stacked up against us so 
you need to be aware of that in order to work from your side to even the playing fields. And I think in, in some instances, and I guess this would be a perfect segue into entitlement because I feel like for some people, maybe they're not conscious of it. Other people, they are conscious of it. And it's because they actually think they deserve whatever privileges that they have at the moment. And it's not to say that you don't deserve them, but where is the line? You know, with entitlement, and we can get into that definition right now. Do you got that one on you? I don't got that one mm. on me. I need you to pull it See? up. Bop. Look at you. Need you to pull it up. So, so as thing, we please. transition into entitlement, entitlement is the fact of having a right to something, or it is the belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. Mm. So it's like, to me, it's like one step above privilege, right? Not only is it a privilege to be alive, as we were saying earlier, but I actually, people actually owe me special treatment. I, I get I get things that other people, or maybe they actually, maybe these people don't think it's a privilege to be alive. And maybe they think that life is actually super shitty and that reality owes them for them even being here. Maybe it's something, something mm, along the lines I, of that. I've, I've definitely seen that in people before. Right. And that's where we're going to get into this thing that I learned about recently called destructive entitlement Ooh, that sounds good i think that like um but but, before we get into that like mm -hmm. because i'm having i'm not really grasping entitlement yet so if i asked you what do you as a human believe that you are entitled to just being here what do you think you deserve as a human being on earth the things I need to survive. You're entitled right? to those. I, you have the right to that. Yeah, so entitlement is similar to having a right to something. Mm -hmm. okay. Do you think you are entitled to all information? All information. You have the right to know all information. Me? Or, me? like, what... what? <laughs> I'm looking at your head right now. You look like I just blew your shit, bro. Yeah. Think. Just what I'm just this is not a trick question. I'm like, what what do you genuinely think? What's your what's your impulse answer? Yeah, my impulse yeah. answer is yes. You I'm have the right, right? You you doesn't mean that you want it. Like you have the right if you seek it out, and that's what I think. Like I think that I I am entitled to any information that's out there. Um, it's on me whether I want to seek it out or not. And mm. I, per me personally, I don't need to know a lot of the fucking information that's out there. Maybe yeah. it'll be even if it's helpful to me. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I like I trust I trust me with any information. Now, do I like with me included with everybody else? I don't know if we all need to know everything, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like if I got some like mm. government secrets, I'll be. That's I, interesting. So you think that. You, so you do I trust think, myself more than than but other you don't people. actually think that people are entitled to all information then because you don't think everybody should have all information um yeah interesting actually, right actually yeah it's weird to think about it because yeah. when you apply it to yourself you might say oh yeah i'm entitled to i'm entitled to a lot of things and then when you think about it on a grander level is, that, you think, is everybody entitled right. to this is like okay so maybe that is the difference between a right and an, and being entitled right. to something it's like and it, a right is something that everybody should 
uh, should experience or be included in and being entitled to something is something specially for you. That was in the definition. I get it. Got you. Right. And then and we'll get even more into rights. Um, We'll get into something called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. We'll talk about that a little later so that we can clarify it uh, a little bit further. But I want to talk about destructive entitlement because I feel like it's an important layer of entitlement that people don't really talk about. And Mm -hmm. if we can identify this maybe people listening can identify this in their own lives Mm -hmm. so destructive entitlement i'm gonna go ahead and read this definition myself yeah i'm gonna read it the development of symptomatic behaviors in the pursuit of self-justifying and harmful means to satisfy the perception of what is due as a result of deficient caring and responsibility in parenting. I'm going to need you to Did you run. download that? I'm going to need you to run it back for me and everybody who lost you along that the way. That shit. This shit busts. Hold on. I'm going to give it to you one more time. The development of symptomatic behaviors in the pursuit of self-justifying and harmful means to satisfy the perception of what is due as a result of deficient caring and responsibility. So it's essentially doing destructive things to meet your needs that weren't satisfied Mm -hmm. as a child you think and you this might not be a conscious idea you might it might be in your subconscious but you think because some shit happened to you when you were young now you're entitled to certain things i get to act this way or i get to be a certain way i get to have things the way i want because when i was young i didn't have that and this is like a a conscious or a subconscious thing it yeah i think so i mean i uh, probably i would argue that is more often than not a subconscious subconscious thing. right yeah. It, yeah. people i don't think somebody actively knows that they're doing this or that they're moving about in the world with this type of destructive entitlement but obviously this is something that you see in in narcissists mm, a lot yes. of uh, a lot of denial you see a lot of like also perfectionism too it's just that mm. it, you see a lot go of into this, that go into that well i feel like you start to like nothing is ever perfect, right? Because because of the trauma that you experienced, everything has to be your way. And even it, when it is your way, it, it's not right because you're not fulfilled. Mm. You don't ha- you didn't get that parenting, and it and it goes back so early because I'm even identifying certain things about about that in my own life. How I need to have things a certain way. I, I have this perfectionism attitude, and perfectionism and the destructive entitlement kind of play the same card because you need to have things a certain way, and that's a the strong imperfectionism. Mm-hmm. And you might not know what the root of that is, but it might be because you didn't get to have anything your way when you were a child. Mm. And and you, when you're a child, you don't have anything your way. You're just do what the fuck you're told. Get in yeah. there and take a shower and shut up. Right. So, you know, <laughs> if it's worse than that and you're actually experiencing some type of trauma, mm-hmm. then... And when you get that own, you get your own agency. Yeah, you satisfy that need, and you expect others to satisfy that. Exactly, and you act it out on reality, and 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 you think you deserve these these type of things, and that creates that narcissistic entitlement. It's weird. Wow. Uh, I wrote down divine entitlement, which divine uh, entitlement. It, I, I don't know if that's a phrase, but I wrote it down, mm. and because I, I was thinking of how it relates to like kings and queens. But before we go into that, and mm-hmm. I think destructive entitlement is probably rocking some some people's minds as they as they hear it. And for me, I'm just like, damn, do I have any <laughs> uh, destructive 
entitlement in, in life, but um, what would you consider you are entitled to? Um, and you're just personally, mm-hmm. and even if it's wrong, like, what do you, what do you feel like you're entitled to? Hmm. What am I entitled to? I believe I'm entitled to the right to provide for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that I'm entitled to the right to not have somebody beat my ass and tell me to do their laundry. <laughs> I, I, no slavery. I think I'm entitled to be free. Um, do you think anything should be provided to you by by this world? Uh, see, you're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, like, do you, um, do you think the world owes me? Owes you something? No, I really don't. I I think because. And and maybe that's the privilege of my trauma. This is kind of this is kind of crazy to say that why would trauma be a privilege? But I get the context of that. Like this shit isn't easy for anybody. Once I once this the shit that happened to me when I was a kid, I made a conscious decision. I remember being a child saying that like I'm not going to act this out on anybody else. We don't have the choice. Like you said, we're just thrown in the shit. And I don't believe that. The world should give me anything. I just want the right to be able to go get it. You know what right, I mean? Right. I don't and, think and I automatically chance. deserve. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I deserve. I don't think I automatically deserve it just because I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's here. Everybody gets thrown in the fucking crapshoot, and you have to figure it out. Yeah, that's nice. That's 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 what I think. That that, that sentiment reminds me of uh, Charlemagne's book, Black Privilege, which right. which I think. Anybody oh, that's a work. really good book. If yeah, you listen I, to this I podcast. really fuck with the book. Uh, definitely, if you enjoy like podcasting or just like creative, that kind of go getter mentality. Black Privilege by Charlemagne. Before we uh, get out of here, because I think it is important to make a distinction between these rights and these entitlements, even though they're kind of around the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was doing some research and I stumbled upon this thing called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this? I. Th- I feel like I've heard of it before. Who who created it? It was the UN the created UN. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you, so you've definitely. Uh, it was created in 1948, actually, which wow. is very weird to me because when you when I read this, I'm like, wait, they created this in 1948, yet all this fucking segregation, <laughs> Je- all this terrible Jim shit was going. I'm like, y'all didn't read this. They genocide. Was like, nah, we good on that. <laughs> we good on that. We created our own. I didn't, I didn't read that book. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. And so what the uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights basically does, it just lays out all fundamental human rights. Wow. And it has five on here, but it's so many. I'll just the, the, the top five that they reference whenever you go and read it, the top five ones are the right to equality, freedom from discrimination, uh, the right to life, liberty and personal security the freedom from slavery and the freedom from torture and degrading treatment. Hmm. I feel so like some of these are kind of the same thing. Yeah, I was about to say some of those sound very similar. What is the difference between the right um, to equality and the freedom from discrimination? Yeah, to me, those are the same thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the equality, it's, when you start talking about equality, that's a tricky one, boy, because equal to who? Like, who's involved? Yeah, like, who, who is the benchmark? The situation? Yeah, yeah, like. What is the benchmark of, of I guess, of privilege or, uh, right. yeah, what, how do we 
almost watered down privilege and into it being a basic right for everyone. Right. And and I do fundamentally kind of agree with these. I do. They kind of fall in line with what I just said without reading it mm-hmm. of what I believe we're entitled to. Right. But um, so you, you're pretty uh, you're pretty on par. I want people to kind of go through this and maybe find things that they didn't think that they were entitled to before, because we might be entitled to things, things that are just basic human rights that we didn't even know that we deserve, you know, because we've experienced situations where they were being taken from us. We automatically think that we don't deserve those things. And you read something like this, it's like, oh, I actually have the right to, to equality. I I thought, you know, society forced me to think otherwise. Yeah. And I, and I think that on a very subconscious level, that society does convince a lot of us that we don't deserve certain things or that certain things should be taken away from us or from another group when in actuality, you know, we have world leaders of peace, quote unquote, um, Mm -hmm. who say otherwise and who have come together to declare that there's certain things about the world that are fucked up and we should all have at least some basic humanity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is starting to draw the guidelines of, um, mm, of of humanity of humanity yeah. yeah yeah like what what you deserve on a basic level yeah and we'll have that up on a on a post for you guys on Instagram so it's all convenient oh, you and, di- that on a post? and digestible oh we, we, we'll make it digestible because if you made it, we got you because if you made it this down far you are you are a special one but for the people who haven't made it this far we're gonna make it easy um I want to talk about one last thing here because we talked about destructive entitlement and i think that it is important to end on something that we can actually utilize Mm -hmm. so i want to talk about something called constructive entitlement Mm -hmm. now i could not find a specific definition for this it was just proposed as an idea in an article i was reading about destructive entitlement Mm -hmm. and i loved it as soon as i read it because to me it made sense if something can be destructive then something can be constructive, Mm -hmm. like constructive criticism. And I think that this concept is more important to utilize in in the world, right? So the whole idea of constructive entitlement is like, I recognize that, you know, I have these rights. It's like the recognition of your entitlement. It's like, I recognize that I deserve these rights in myself. Mm -hmm. I actually do deserve this as a human. Mm -hmm. And so does everybody else. Yeah. So I'm going to actively make sure that I'm at least contributing to everyone else having the same rights as me. And yeah. I feel like that constructive entitlement is just empathy. It, it, it plays back on yeah. our last episode. Yeah, it is it's, just empathy. It's empathy. It, it plays into empathy and it, and it kind of goes into like standing up for yourself and having this, um, having a standard by which you're going to accept things in your mm-hmm. life. And I think there are a lot of people and even me at some points, and I'm sure you've had moments where you were allowing certain things to happen that you you were entitled to better treatment. Right. And we I think knowing the type of treatment that you're entitled to, the type of treatment that you deserve, I mean there's you know, it can be a slippery slope and mm-hmm. you can end up uh, becoming like very entitled and, you know, narcissistic, but I think for yeah. people who are on the other side and who know I'm, you know who I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> you know, you, like you know <laughs> that you deserve better, and mm-hmm. you should um, have some type of constructive entitlement, entitlement. and yeah. stand up for yourself and say, "No, I deserve better." 
and so does everybody else. So I'm either mm. going to get better, I'm going to do better for myself, or I'm going to provide better for myself. And I'm also not going to put somebody through this, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to allow somebody else to go through this. Mm. It's so useful. The, the, the idea of constructive entitlement, I just wonder why it's not... Um well, I guess we're talking about it. We'll we'll put it to the main to the to the forefront of the world. Yeah, right, Constructive right. entitlement. That might be the mm-hmm. name of the episode on you dumbasses. Let's go. Oh my god. And I think, you know, whenever you practice this uh, constructive entitlement too, it makes it easier to spot injustices and mm-hmm. it makes it easier to recognize what privileges you have and what uh, you know, what privileges other people don't have. Yeah, and I think I think it it um it also gives you some motivation and uh and enables you to be more, I guess, productive, but also have a, a better outlook on life. Yeah. Uh, like, and Charlemagne pretty much talks about this in, in Black Privilege, how he says, like, it's a privilege that he has these things in his life and he had these things happen to him in his life to get him where he is today. Mm-hmm. And although, like, you know, he had, like, shitty work situations and, um, you know, he had to go through certain shit to get to where he is, he feels like that's all a part of his privilege and he that that actually gives him an edge over other people and i think we all have certain things in our life that are shitty that are you know we didn't deserve or whatever the case may be i I just think there's a lot of things that we may feel like are holding us back which may actually um be the strength that we need Mm. to get to where we want to go because yeah it's not your fault but what you it's your me. responsibility, Let's my go. guy. It's your responsibility. You got to. You don't have a choice, really. I mean, and hopefully you do feel like you have some privileges in this world and you are entitled to certain things in this world. But it's important to know exactly what those things are. You want to know what I, I feel like is a privilege? What? Doing this show with you, my guy. Tell the people how they can uh, help us out. And how we'll feel a little bit more privileged to be in their ears. You feel me? Okay, I like that. Was, Drop it. You kind of forced that one. I did. Yeah, a little bit. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the outros can't be good. <laughs> uh, if you feel so kind, please give us a five star rating. Make sure you thumbs up the video and give us a double tap on Instagram. Follow us on all social medias at Evil Eagle Hour. Make sure you go on the website and subscribe to our newsletter. I've been kind of slacking on it, but I will give you the goodies. Trust and believe. Um, go to EvilEagleHour.com. Make sure you stay updated and, you know, subscribe everywhere. And if you feel good, if you feel like you got money for it, if you feel like you got some value out of this, you can donate to us. The link is in the description of this posting. Mm. Thank you so much. It is a privilege. It is a privilege to talk to you. It is a privilege, man. It's a privilege. It to feels be here. good. We're all here. What part did you say was forced? Like me saying that, like it's a privilege to do the show with you. Because uh, yeah. I take it back if that's the case. No, I mean, it's just like no, I take it back. Okay, but <laughs> we're gonna end on this note. Oh, that's this but, is what you but wanted. I, but I, you can cut it out. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Hello. This episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by Grandma Carol's Customizable Christian Christmas Cards. It's that time again, my little elves. Now, if you're like me, then you already finished all of your Christmas shopping in early July. But if you're looking for a last-minute gift that's still thoughtful and filled with holiday cheer, then I suggest you pick one of Grandma Carol's Christmas Cards. 
Each card comes with a customizable message that can say anything you want it to say, just as long as there's no profanities or sexual in your windows. Now that being said, they come in a variety of colors, and, and by variety I, I do mean red and green. Those are the only colors we have, but those are the only colors you need for this holiday season. And, and if you really want to show that special person that you care, you can even include one of my little handmade designs. If you see here, we got, we got Jesus in the nativity scene. We have here Jesus as Frosty the Snowman, because we all know there will be no snow without Jesus. Uh, we have Jesus as Santa Claus, and I went ahead and put Jesus' face on all the little elves and the reindeers, as you can see here. Very cute, very Christian. So as you can see, these are just the perfect gift for any Christian God-fearing man or woman, or, or even a sinner. It, it really doesn't matter. Just visit uh, Grandma Carol's Customizable Christmas Card.com. Type in promo code God. Allow six to eight weeks for delivery, and voila, you'll have your very own customized Christmas card by Grandma Carol. Happy holidays. <laughs>